Hello, science listeners. My name is Liz Mahood, and this week's science history goes over the creation and production of synthetic fabrics. In our previous episode, Patricia Waldron interviewed a fiber science expert about 19th century fashions inspired by birds. In this science history segment, we'll go a little deeper into the production of these clothes by looking at how the fabrics were made and how these natural fabrics led to the production of synthetic ones. Natural fabrics contain fibers derived from animal or plant sources, like cotton from cotton seeds, wool from sheep, silk from silkworms, and linen from the flax plant. Other traditional fabrics, such as velvet, corduroy, and satin, can actually be made from a wide variety of fibers, either synthetic or natural. The first man-made fabric was developed as an alternative to silk, which was expensive to both purchase and produce. The materials for the production of this fabric came from the bark of the mulberry tree, which contains cellulose, a long chain of sugar molecules. Georges Audemars, the inventor of the fabric, had a rather crude way to make thread from this material. He dipped a needle into a bucket of it and pulled it out. This method was succeeded by that of Joseph Swan. His fabric, one of the earliest examples of modern-day rayon, was a happy accident since Swan's original goal was to make a carbon filament for the incandescent light bulb. He produced his fabric through modeling the natural silk-making process, which involves forcing the raw liquid fabric through fine holes. These predecessors inspired Hilary de Chardonnay, the first inventor to produce a synthetic fabric on an industrial scale. He built the first commercial rayon plant in France, during a severe shortage of natural silk. Initially, his product was very popular, but after only a decade, production stopped. Although market fluctuations played a role in the fabric's demise, its main issue was its extreme flammability. Several alternative methods of rayon development were invented in the early 1900s. All of these fabrics were semi-synthetic, since one of their starting properties was cellulose, a fiber made by and extracted from plants. The first totally synthetic fabric was created by Wallace Carruthers in 1931, while he was working at DuPont. This fabric, the first form of nylon, was created by linking together units of nitrogen-containing molecules to make one long chain, or a polymer. Anticipating the success of nylon, DuPont invested heavily in the production and marketing of it and related materials, such as neoprene, a synthetic form of rubber. Nylon was first exposed to the public at the 1939 New York World's Fair exhibit called The World of Tomorrow. The first commercial usage of nylon was in toothbrush bristles, but it gained overwhelming popularity as a material for women's stockings. However, during World War II, all American nylon production was diverted to the military to be used for parachutes and parachute cords. In 1959, DuPont made spandex, another hit fiber. Spandex was produced from monomers of urea, diisocyanate, and macroglycol. Spandex arose from the desire to replace rubber from girdles with another polymer that was synthetic, stretchy, and comfortable, and heat-resistant. In the 1970s, spandex came to be associated with sportswear, as it cools quickly and is non-restrictive of movement. Sportswear remains a main use of spandex, although the fabric has found its way into shoes, belts, compression garments, and leggings. Modern-day synthetic fabrics are typically more durable than natural ones and are less susceptible to fabric-damaging insects. Throughout their production history, synthetic fabrics have been created to have consumer-friendly properties, such as stretchability, stain and water resistance, and ease of dyeing. However, compared to natural fibers, synthetic fibers are less environmentally friendly, as they are often non-biodegradable. Additionally, 
Washing these fabrics can release microplastics into wastewater. My name is Liz Mahood, and that was your science history for the week. For sources related to this segment, please head to our website at www.locallysourcedscience.org.